once again to Vic Acres Wonderland. I am your host Matt and I am joined by someone who is out of this world in Lottie. How are you? Yeah I'm good, I'm good. I mean I'm ready to get stuck into these final group stages. I mean it's been a bit of a rest day today as it is Friday um, for us in the UK and uh, it was very weird not having watching football with my breakfast this morning. Mm. It was very, very weird. I actually had to do some work today. <laughs> it does feel weird, though. There's no football on. Mm. But then again, if you are a football fan, maybe tonight's your night because there is the uh, championship that's going on at the moment between Southampton and Sheffield Wednesday. But Ooh. that's a talk for something totally <laughs> different. Uh, and I need to talk about my other co-host, Adam. Hello. How are you? Uh, I'm well, thanks. And well, thanks. It's, it feels like we've been doing these um, road to stage in Australia group stage reviews for quite some time. But this is the last one um, of, you know, we're going to the last 16 after this. Um, I'm, I quite enjoyed the, the day off of football because you, you can't have Christmas every day. You know, you need, you need to have a bit of respite. Um, you know, this is the, the deep breath before the plunge of the knockout rounds. And I think once we uh, you know, go over the group stage, there's some really interesting fixtures coming up. So can't wait for that. So where better to, to start than trying to remember which letter comes next first? <laughs> S. S. That's a good place <laughs> to start. You. Thank you. And we had the Panama pandemonium nice. against France. And I don't know about you two, but this game was one nobody. I don't think anyone expected to be up there in terms of the amount of goals that was scored. They put it down as a nine-goal thriller in the end. <laughs> but just your thoughts in general on the game, and we'll go into the goals and separately. It was stupid. I, you know what? I, had to, I had to watch this game. Like, like I saw that score, and I was like, no, I've got to yeah. find out what chaos erupted from this mm. game. Because Panama hadn't scored that many goals in a tournament before. And I had to go and see these goals. I, I didn't, didn't look at who scored or anything. I was like, no, I've got to watch this back. Mm. So, but what a game! It it was stupid. It was bonkers. Um, it it would it was a game that had sort of no right to be this way because this was a this should have been just um, France's sort of send off for the group. You know, they were in pole position. They'd beaten Brazil. They'd done the hard work. This was like the equivalent of us when we played China in our group game. But it wasn't. I mean, Panama scored their first ever women's World Cup goal um, after two minutes. Um, so when I saw that come up on my phone, I was like. Yeah, that that did raise an Ancelotti eyebrow. That was a hmm. Okay, well, you know, there's been a few you know wobbly results as we will discuss. You know, later in the pod, you think this surely this isn't going to be one of them, um, and and it wasn't, and then sort of the inevitable happened. But no, it was it was it was great entertainment, and as impressive as the French attack is, the fact that Panama got three goals in. I mean, though looking into the knockout rounds. That's not a secure backline, and I think other teams may fancy their chances now. But fair play to Panama. I mean, if you're going to go out, at least go out in some style, and they certainly did. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I just, I just can't get my head around that Marta Cotts goal. 
I really oh. can't get my head around it. It mm. you're just. But we'll let, let Matt. We'll let, we'll get into that in a second because I know Matt's itching to go through the go goals of this game because it's a nine-goal thriller. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> sounds like we're doing a boxing match. The uh, thriller in Malia, Malia, Manila. Man, Manila, thank you. There you go. <laughs> Rhymes with uh, vanilla. Vanilla. Uh, <laughs> thriller in uh, Manila. There you go. Thank you. Um, but yes, it all started. I don't think anyone expected uh, Panama, as Adam has set, mentioned, to score against France, the mighty France, mm. however you want to uh, cozy it up in this France top of the group at this time and then to give away a free kick Cox steps up two minutes in and goes straight into the back of the net one nil up and at that moment in time you think oh France could be in trouble here because there's an opportunity there that they might not make it through Mm. it was it was fascinatingly poised because at the same time uh, Jamaica were playing Brazil and that's the kind of goal you need to throw the the, the, the pigeon amongst the cats, uh, cat amongst the pigeons. And <laughs> the, the goal itself was was superb because the amount of times you hear commentators say, "Oh, the ball moved in the air," and you watch it, and but well, of course the ball moves in the air. If it wasn't moving in the air, it, it would just be stuck stationary and wouldn't be moving at all. But this really did move in the air. It went up, it went down, it went left, it went right. It it was going one way, it bent the other, it went up. It, it was inc- it was incredible. The trajectory on the ball, I don't know how they do it. I still don't know how they call foot, you colour football in that manner, but the, the trajectory of it was unreal. And, you know, Perra McGinn is a very good goalkeeper. Um, you know, she plays a Juventus and play against Champions League, very good goalkeeper. And she had absolutely no tr- no chance whatsoever. It was curled into the side netting. I mean, it's a fair shout for goal of the tournament. And we should say this, in this tournament, there have been a lot of really good goals really yeah good. we fa- did actually hit the 100 mark over this mm. over this last part of the, the uh group stages yeah. but that goal is yeah, is i mean if, if it's not best goal tournament it's certainly the best free kick of the tournament i mean from that range you're thinking dink it in the box don't go for goal but the, the pace of trajectory it was unbelievable and it was just like right okay we're in for a chaotic game Let, <laughs> i can't wait let's go for it um <laughs> and chaos ensued <laughs> As Adam has mentioned, chaos did ensue. It didn't last long, though, that lead. 22 minutes on the clock. And Panama go and score, uh, d- decide, you know what, I'm not going to clear this properly. I'm going to put it in the back of the net. Mm. Fortunate deflection as Lacroix, La- uh, La- La- um, I believe I'm saying that completely wrong, so I do apologise yeah. to the people of France. Yeah. <laughs> um, Basically, she's gone to head it down and the defender's gone to clear it. And for whatever reason, she's decided to body it into her own net. Um, a bit of a miss kick, if I'm honest, but it brought this France level. And there was it was just I felt like some sort of normality came into the game. Yeah, I felt for 20 minutes, the, it was a dream. And then after that, reality kicked in. And I think that, I don't know who the defender was that miskicked it, but I think she's lucky in that, A, it didn't go down as an own goal. It was down as a France tacker. And B, if it was an own goal, it wasn't the best own goal of the day. Um, that honour goes to somebody else, which we'll get to later, um, with, a, with a superb effort. Um, but yeah, but the, moment that, the moment that was in, that was the moment we all just go, right, OK, back to reality then. You know, it was a fun 20 minutes when we could dare to dream. Um, as it turns out, the dream was for in another game, a game which we'll get to. Um, but now it was sort of, yeah, back to reality after that. It was, no, it was normal service resumed and France just just took off after that. 
No, absolutely. I mean, just after that, uh, Diani found her shooting boots finally. Um, I didn't. I did. I did feel like those like wonderful blue braids she's got weren't a very good sign after last year's Euros, but they were slightly lighter blue this time round. Um, but it, her her goal at 28 minutes was just simple right foot shot straight at close range into the top right corner. That's just a typical Diani goal. If Del, Delphine Cascarino and Marie um, Antoinette Cateto were there, so it's really nice to see her scoring um, and back up and running again. Just a bit of advance on that. Diani then had a penalty as well that she converted to make it 3-1. So Diani with a brace at that point, Adam. Yeah, no, it's she's she's taking the yeah leading the French charge. Um, I was just looking back to see the actual goal itself. It's it's this is what we've been waiting for France to take off, and you know the injuries they suffered in attack. You needed they needed somebody to a, a as I said in the last part a talisman shall we say you know an icon that they can sort of get behind to to drive attack forward and Diani, I mean visually impressive and and football wise equally so um, she's definitely uh, lit up the tournament with a with a hat trick albeit you know two penalties I mean you know penalty merchants and all that but you got to take you got to score them and you know certain star yeah. players as World Cup have uh, failed from the spot shall we say. So, um, no, fair play to her. Um, hopefully this is, uh, if France are going to do well, I think Diani is going to be key to it. No, absolutely. I mean, she's only been playing through the middle for a season. Mm. Um, but it's, it, it was just, well, when I actually read that somewhere, I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting because I don't watch a lot of French football. I keep an eye on it, but I don't put loads of effort into watching it because I'm watching it the, the WSL and I'm watching the men's over here. And that's a lot of football as it is. Um, it's not an excuse that I shouldn't try, to yeah. be fair. Um, but it was—it's interesting to see her play through the middle rather than on the wings. That's for sure. I mean, I think she's got a lot more to offer for the round of sixteen too. Well, it do, the, the position changes remind me a bit of the whole Ellen White thing. There was the Ellen White struggle with England for so many years until. Phil Neville, and the only thing I'm giving credit for, basically told her, no, just stay in the middle. Just stay in the middle of the goal and, you know, we'll find you. And 2019, she was amazing. And and maybe it's something similar to Diani, where it's just, no, you, you stay in the middle. You are our, you know, penalty box poacher. We'll find you. And it's it's clearly working. So just after Diani found her shooting boots, Leia Lee Garrick decided to get in on the act. Uh, she scores straight from across. Diani then gets another penalty for the hat trick and making it 5 1. Panama hit back through a Yomina penalty. Now, this was an interesting. Yes, just before you make that counter, there is the first interesting of this podcast. <laughs> make How that interesting. two. <laughs> Three. <laughs> so there we go. So uh, Pierre went to take the first penalty. The referee hadn't blown the whistle. She uh, basically she ran up, she smashed it into the uh, top corner. She was then told that she had to do it again. She goes up, it goes and does it again. Scores Panama's second goal of a World Cup. Yeah, thank thank goodness she scored it. I remember back in 2006, I think we had a penalty shootout against Portugal, and I've I've never understood what on earth happened. Jamie Carragher takes a penalty and scores it, and it's like, oh no, the keeper wasn't ready. I thought, well, hang on a minute, what's the keeper been doing all this time? And lo and behold, he saves the retake. Um, thankfully, if in this case, Panama did score. It would have been travesty if, if 
due to a weird you know technicality of you know keeper not ready ref not ready no wrist not blown the chance was spurned and you could see how much it meant to um to panama they knew they were out they knew they were going home um but they are making memories i think one of the things we said in our preview pods with a lot of these uh debutante teams is that you want you don't want to you don't want to go to the world cup and come away with nothing you have to have something to, to take home whether it be a goal um whether it be a, a point a win or in the case of vietnam saving a penalty against the usa there has to be something that you you can take and, and in case of in this case panama got three great moments to cherish to take home um and obviously this being the, the second one um and it, yes, it was in vain, but you could see what it meant to them. It was quite, quite, quite beautiful to watch, really. Consenno uh, heads home after the ball hits the crossbar to make it to get Panama's third goal of the tournament. Now, it was a lot of chaos in in, in amongst that, but it was. Would would you say that goal sort of summed up the game? Um, no, most definitely. I mean, it was very close range. It ended up in the bottom left corner after the set piece situation. Um, it was awarded after VAR review. For me, it was on. It didn't need that VAR review, but there was so much chaos. I get why they did it. Um, but it was just every celebration, every goal that that Panama did get. It was just, it was just magic to them. And it's those moments that they won't ever forget. I mean, it's their first three three goals in the in the whole tournament. That's the game. They won't forget ever. Yeah. Now it would be a travesty if VAR had ruled it out. Obviously, I know VAR is not some sort of evil sort of manipulator from behind the scenes. Yeah, uh, yeah like, not, like, like, like a like It's not been that bad this tournament though. You've no, got it's to, been, you've got it's to been, be totally yeah. honest. It's not yeah. a lot of decisions that I've disagreed with. Although there was maybe one Australian goal that I thought was offside from the angle that we saw it at. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was onside by right. like an arm, yeah. a forearm, literally. So yeah. it hasn't actually been that bad. Whereas where you watch. The English domestic men's league. Oh, it's terrible. And, it's awful. It I think maybe maybe having a mixed panel on the VAR room is the way forward. Well, I was saying sometimes it does feel like VAR is basically an, uh, just a man in a chair, like an emperor, just going yay or nay at a, you know oh, a, no, on absolutely. a whim. On a whim. But I mean, in this situation, thankfully, it was yay for for, for Panama. Um, I mean, I love the the, the, the semi-autos offside yeah. and, and the line the wall yeah. thing. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And thankfully, they were onside, and it was a goal. You get to you get to five three, and you know, I'm thinking. Surely not. I mean, in that, at that point, it was what three minutes to go. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't there wasn't enough time, sadly, for them to get any more. But you did wonder how far maybe they could push it. Um, as it was, that was as far as it got. I think if if it had finished five three, I think it you know it would have been a. It's it's very Sunday League to say win the second half, um, but Panama would have done that. Um, it, and you think maybe that would have been a, almost a positive way to go out on, but obviously it wasn't the case. Yeah, the French did have the last word in the end. But um, no, it just again, as I said before, the scenes. But when the third goal went in, um, it was it was just brilliant to watch. You just wanted them to score more. You just wanted to, to push it even further, and sadly they couldn't. Oh no, absolutely. You want you what you want that under underdog fairy mm. story like like Group H, which we will get to later. Get to later. Spoilers. That's, that's 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 the sort of thing you want in a World Cup, and I'm absolutely loving it. Uh, just to let everyone know, the last goal was scored by Vicky Becchio in the last couple of minutes of the game. I think everyone has summed up that game really well. And unless anyone's got any other comments on Vicky Becchio scoring that last goal. 
Uh, which is, I think it was, was it a, was it a, I think it's our first goal of the tournament, isn't it? Um, yeah. And it's, yeah. Uh, it was uh, a yeah. Martin Fitch shot off from across from Eve Perisic. Yeah, it was a almost round, just sort of the icing on the cake, just sort of rounded off the just the, the ridiculous nat- um, nature of the game. It was hundredth minute it was scored in, um, thanks to the extra long um, injury time uh, we're getting. Can we just have just a quick sort of sense test? Are we all happy with the extra long added time injury time? Actually, uh, what the amount of time wasting I've actually seen in this tournament, I'm not surprised it's that long. Yeah, I'm not even joking. Like the way. The Moroccans and the Colombians time wasted in mm. that last game. Ridiculous. Would you, would you be for it for the Premier League to have an play an extra ten minutes at Old Trafford to try and to try and hang on for a one 0 win? If I'm standing in the stands, hell yes. <laughs> but in the away stand, not the home stand. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, no, I'm 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 all for more football, and yeah, it's it's very frustrating when you see you know time wasting subs and time wasting actions, and and then you get only three minutes of added time. Um, although one wonders how the Euro final might have played out if um, after all the Zandiks in the corner. Oh, imagine, imagine, after, imagine if all that all that time wasting Zandiks in the corner, and they said right, ten minutes of added time, everyone. I, I don't think we would have coped. I don't. I really don't think we would have. Coped. I would have probably been in on, in my seat, just sort of hidden behind my. I, I think Lottie would have probably had to slap me awake. <laughs> When the whistle for went, if I'm honest. Um, do was... you not remember my reaction in that game? I was sitting up looking out yeah. with my fingers. <laughs> I, I, I was stressed yeah. out. Mm. I, my hands was like, I took my hands away from my face at one point. My hands were like shaking. Shaking. Mm. I, oh, it's, it was... This is going to happen sort of thing, but we're not there yet. Most frustrating five minutes of my life, if I'm honest. <laughs> or, uh, you expect, all they're doing is going to the corner, but they could have gone and got, grabbed another one. No, I love I'm watching, it, but... watching on from the other end of the pitch and just seeing like I knew there were shenanigans in the corner, and I was absolutely loving it. And I've got it on tape, and I can watch. It's the best five minutes of football you can watch on TV, knowing the result and just sort of laugh at it. It's absolutely incredible. So just before we wrap up this group, Brazil face Jamaica. It ended nil-nil. I don't know if any of you have got any moments that you'd like to pick out from this game at all. I think for me, it's not even during the game. It was it was the pre-match um, interview with Marta. Um, it was really emotional. And it's it was a case of she, when she was said to you, when she was growing up, she didn't have women to sit there and inspire her. And be that inspiration to go and play football she had to be that for other women um because she all she had she had she looked at the men of the the footballing world because that's all there was at that time and i think the most powerful thing during that whole speech if you haven't seen it i do recommend going listening to it after this pod um this is not the end this is just the beginning um and from there there's also this this uh there's this picture of carolyn Harry Borges and Dibina. They were walking alongside hand in hand with, as, as little kids with with an adult martyr. And then you've got the picture above it. It's all of them running on the pitch together. So for Brazil, I just feel, although it is the end for her, it's just the start. Because if you look across that team, there's massive talent in there. And it's... I can't wait to see what Brazil bring on the next World Cup. Um, I think also for me... It's the conversation you see. You see Bunny Shaw at the end go down and just stand there with stretch out with her arms out, mm. knowing that they've qualified. They've, first time they can't against Brazil, they haven't let any goals in, and 
that picture for me will be forever iconic because she knows what she's done. Although I do want to call her out on she needs to start getting them goals. <laughs> she needs yeah. to get them goals. And I know I know someone who does tune into the show, Mobo Guna, he will agree with me um, oh. on this one. Although I will be be supporting the other team in the next round. Um, she also <laughs> needs better acting lessons. I need better performances <laughs> oh from Alicia Lehman. Right. Well, we. Oh, and also, oh, massive shout out to Drew Spence. Is it Drew? No, Becky Spencer. Yeah, the Becky yeah. Spencer. What a game she had, Adam. Didn't yeah. she? No, top top. I mean, it's, it feels a bit bad. You know, talking about a, a Spurs keeper. Um, although she did used to play for Arsenal as well back in the day. Um, but yeah, incredible to to keep out um, the, the Brazil team. Actually, who, who boys, need... I've got a question for you. Why yeah. can't she do that at Tottenham? Why can't she what? Why can't she do that at Tottenham? Well, she from yeah. Chelsea to go to Tottenham. It, yeah, that's one of life's great mysteries. Like, why can Beth uh, Beth England? Why is Beth England? You know. Or, or all the great players play rubbish at Spurs, and then you know Manu Ibuchi plays rubbish at Spurs. And anyway, that's 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 another argument for another that's podcast a, that's for another myth, time. It's a complete myth and unsolvable mystery. Let's leave it at that. It's very bizarre. My thing with Marta is it's about legacy, and I think what we're seeing is, and I think this is applies to Canada as well, is they've had these titans, these giant of of women's football, and it's what happens next. And we've seen with England, we had Kelly Smith. Kelly Smith was the was our leader, and she retired and England have actually and this, this is not because St. K. Smith was holding her back or anything, it's a nonsense, but it's clear that England have improved beyond her and you know, we've gone on and won the Euros mm-hmm. and a lot of the talent now say my, you know, for England, my idol growing up, it was Kelly Smith mm-hmm. and it's important that for the teams well, with, with um, Canada, with Christian Sinclair, with Brazil, like Marta, is that they don't tarnish and waste because she, because they are the idols for the next generation, and we, I'm seeing, we see in Canada what's happening to them at the moment, which is really worrying with their FA and the funding, and Brazil now, you know, going out of the group stage, um, something that hasn't happened since 1995. You do worry if maybe if these if these teams are are gonna are gonna blow the opportunity they have and go backwards. It's really really worrying to watch, and yeah. I, I don't blame Marta for being so upset because I, I I do fear for Brazil. I mean, they're the copper Canada. Gold medal winners in 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 Japan and and um, uh, Brazil the copper was it copper Libertadores was it the copper America no no it's, it's copper America yeah copper America yeah yeah they they they're, and then they come to the World Cup and they they really badly underperformed it's you incredible need to, you need to remember that Marta is coming back from an ACL she no, was I mean, in that, that team last summer and she's coming back from an ACL and she's so key to that team and what might as you said my biggest fear for them is they're going to regress. Because she's oh. not there. Yeah, but you can't and be in a team you, which your best player is. Who is going there? Oh no, absolutely. I mean, you can't be. You can't have a forty-year-old or thirty-eight-year-old as a key player. Well, absolutely yeah. not. But she was because she is one of the greatest players mm. in women's football. End of story. Yeah. You can't tell me otherwise. Oh, but you've hundred percent. Like it's, you've got to ask who's going to take her role on, who's going to fill those massive boots, because mm. they've got a heavy job on their hand. You've yeah. se- we've we've seen glimpses of the talent that's coming coming through in Ari Borges, Carolyn. We've seen it, but it's a question of what next for them. I think. Sorry, um, sorry Matt. I think no, I think on, also I've got to say the save the save of the game was that um, the Andressa corner. Mm-hmm. Um, it went in mad scramble. Uh, is it uh, She sends it towards goal. Becky Spence just grabs that ball. And protects it like a newborn baby. Mm. Uh, just, it, it's it's just absolutely brilliant. And then the whistle goes. You see Bunny Shaw, Bunny Shaw's um, celebration, 
But I think one thing that is very clear from this game to the Jamaican FA, you need to back this mm. team. Where is that money gone that they qualified for? What is going on? Because this is not acceptable. They have got through. They've played three groups. They three group games. They've qualified. They deserve that money. They need backing, and they need the investment for the future. It's also. I just want before we wrap up. I just want to say their statistics in the in this group are absolutely incredible. No goals conceded and one goal scored. I mean that. that is, I mean I'm not, I don't want to say like bare minimum. Don't but forget so, their red card. And and had a red card. Yes, Bunny Shaw got sent off. But I mean, to get to go through on that on on that record, I mean, defensively, I mean, if they keep that keep that together, that's just unreal. Especially keeping out France and Brazil, you know, two we've got some of the best forwards, you know, going in, in the in the world. But yeah, to go to go through get out of a group and only score one goal is for me is bonkers. And and fair play to to, to Jamaica for doing it. Um, I can't wait to see them in the, in the next round. Um, see how how far they can push it. Um, it's, and yeah, like I said, if Bunny Shaw can get some goals, that'll be even better. So just quickly as we wrapping up, huge shout out to Bob Marley's daughter, who's the reason why the the reggae girls have gotten so far. Um, but it does mean we have lost the legendary Brazil team that I was so looking forward to seeing more of in this tournament. It does mean that France have gone through as well, but we've also lost a debutant in Panama. But there's more coming up in just a second. Williams. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that break. Group G is up next, and that has meant so much because we get to see our super Swedes on and off the pitch, and that includes our super Jonas Ivel. He knows exactly what we need. Uh, 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 Manda unfortunately did not score in this game. Mm. It was Rebecca Blomkois uh, with a header. And then Jakob, with Jakobsen crossing into the box on the 66th minute. And then Ellen Rubinson with a penalty in the 90th minute. Just Sweden doing what they needed to do. There's a reason they are they have done so well at Olympics and then semi-finalists into the Euros. Just how do you think that game was just overall? Routine win. Um, Sweden obviously won the top seeds. They've always been a, a good team that never seems to sort of win. You know, obviously got to the final of the Olympics and, and fell short. And we gave them a bit of a battering at Bramall Lane last summer. But I've been really impressed with Sweden. Um, they, they've just it just seems to have clicked into gear. And they're really playing to their strengths, which is crosses, aerial set pieces. Disappointed Amanda didn't go on the score sheet. Um, I think you know probably she needs to you know buck her up dear so she wants to win that golden boot. Um, needs to start getting onto getting up for the corners more. <laughs> but yeah, routine win for Sweden. And I think we can all say a disappointing. Um, well, World Cup for Argentina, just the one point um, again, um, which you know was a two two goal comeback against South Africa. So you know, shouldn't credit too much, but I think we probably expected a bit more from them. But no, Sweden uh, roll on, top the group nine uh, nine points out of nine, which is very impressive. And the, I believe they have the USA next, um, which is going to be very interesting. Obviously, they played in the Olympics um, I think a few summers ago and beat them three 0 back then. Um, so yeah, they are. 
Yeah, but sca sca quite scary, quite efficient, very defensively strong. I'm very intrigued to see what happens next. Guessing Adam's taken all the uh, good points from the Lottie, <laughs> so I think we'll move on. Uh, South Africa 3 again, and Italy 2 uh, was the other game in this group. I don't think anyone was expecting this. Um, we'll just start with Caruso scoring the penalty on the 11th minute. Yeah, just it was. I think it was a foul on the edge of the box, was it? I believe it was a yes. yeah, yeah, very yeah. marginal. Yeah, it. I think. I think I had Italy down. I don't know why I put any faith in Italy because they were very disappointing at the, uh, the last Euros and they, you know, not been that great um, in this one. You know, they got battered five 0 by Sweden, but they were the team I thought was going to come second behind Sweden, and they got the penalty early on. You think, okay, we're off and we're away. Um, South Africa had been have been. Quite an interesting team is that they'd led in they led in the last two games and in both games they chucked chucked the win away. Um, Sweden, I can sort of understand, but uh, the way they went two 0 up against Argentina, playing incredible football, and, they, and you said they are they're the Af the Afcon champions as well. They are the best team in Africa, and and they they chucked that away, and you just feel this was one stepping away from them. And I did think when Italy got that lead, you think, okay, yeah, it's just gonna gonna roll on, but it, it um, didn't quite happen that way. Um, we saw next. I, I mean, we mentioned we were talking about own goals uh, in the previous section. Probably the best own, one of the stupidest, greatest own goals of the tournament so far. Just. I mean, how do you throw away a one-nil lead and just score in your own net? Um, I'm still trying to work out how uh, Benedetto also did that. Mm. Um, but it kind of just spots South Africa back to life. I think. I mean, one-nil down is not the end of the story, but mm. it kind of gave them something to fight for. It was a really, really bizarre moment. Um, I'm, the only thing, I, I, the only thing I can compare it to is an own goal in the men's game. I think it was, in, I think it was Kieran Trippy or something when he in Chelsea and he passed the ball, just casually passed the ball past his own keeper and into into the back of the net. And as time it was very, very funny. But yeah, it was just really weird to watch. Just the two, the goalkeeper and the defender, not communicating at all. It was so casual and it. Just sort of, yeah, the game, I think, in the second half just completely flipped on that. South Africa, I think, got some confidence out of it. And this Italy team, I mean, they are brittle beyond belief. And I think they really did panic when they realised, actually, we, we, there's a real chance it was going out there. And in the second half, I think it was uh, uh, Maggio got the goal. Very good um, pass and move, cross, no cross, tap in. And at that point, I think it was, I think South Africa had, had leapfrogged them and they were the ones set to go through. And you and you'd probably say, you know, based on the way they, they come back into it, you, they were they were good value for it. So as Adam has mentioned, the South African second goal, Haida Magia on the 60th, 7th minute, Casalana plays the ball through uh, after drifting into the central area of the edge of the box and Haida Magia just lashes it and it goes straight through. And then it wasn't over no. <laughs> because Caruso uh, scores once again. Uh, there was actually a potential offside on on this um, mm. because Caruso who actually went for the header. It's come up, uh, but it's Jarelli. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, Jarelli actually heads it. Sorry, I'm getting confused by the players, and it's Caruso who's actually offside. And, and it's touched the thigh. So just to put it in perspective, it was almost like it was a free kick. And but every 
but the South Africans decided against a, a seat of, I think it was where the penalty spot was. It's around that sort of area where the line was originally. And I don't know what the plan was, but what, for whatever reason, Caruso just pokes it home with a thigh in, in around the, just, I'd say about three yards. It was maybe even less. Sort of bundled in. Yeah. And I don't know how she's managed to get the goal and how VAR haven't ruled that off for offside. I think even the commentators were, com- were confused about that. I, I've only seen the highlights of this one, so I didn't get to see the, the, the cool, you know, virtual simulation of it. But there has been plenty of situations when with the, with the camera angles, it looks like it's offside and, and, and it turns out it wasn't. And, and for, uh, we can only assume that, you know, there hasn't been an official who's forgotten to draw lines back in, you know, the, the AR room uh, or forgotten to turn it's the simulation. A bit like that. It's a bit like one of the Australian goals that I mentioned earlier. It looks yeah. offside from where you're watching on the camera mm. view, but probably when you go on side, you look, look at the lines and it was probably on. Um, I think I saw the, the animation for that and I couldn't agree with that. I think it was... Yeah. It, it was break. on side, but it was a bit of an odd one, for sure. At that point, you're thinking, yeah, Italy back in the game, they're the ones in the control now, because they only needed a draw to go through. And then they had, a, from what I've seen, they had a guilt-edge chance. They should have won the game. They had a moment, I think it was a, a, a low cross for them. And all the all the strike has to do is just tuck it home and they kick it straight at the keeper. And it, you just think, is that, is that lack of confidence? Is that panic? Rushed? Finishing? I just, just feel like the whole... The whole Italy team is sort of built on sort of a a, a shape like a, like a pack of cards made out of glass on a fault line of an earthquake, and it just felt like any 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 touch, any nudge, the whole thing is going to collapse. And you know, you get to ninety minutes, and you're thinking, yeah, you just got to get through the other time, and then, um, well, their their whole world fell apart. <laughs> yes, it was Athemba Catalana scoring with Magea assisting. So it was very much like a oh at the Chuckle Brothers oh oh you assisted me now I have to assist you. Assist you, yeah. <laughs> um, a, a sim a simple pass and Catalana just taps it home. South Africa danced their way through to the last sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you were to go back, did any of us expect that? I don't think any of us were expecting no, South Africa no. to do Absolutely that. Absolutely not. I mean, no. there's two, is it two? Is it two African nations that qualify Nigeria and South Africa, isn't it? Three, Marco. No, three. For like, yes. Spoilers, sorry. spoilers. Absolutely spoilers. <laughs> um, I, I, do you know what? I keep forgetting because when you look at Morocco, you, you they identify, I think someone like class them as Arab, and I'm like, Hang on a minute. They're Af- they're well, uh, they're on the uh, Af- African continent. Um, no, I mean I think this is the first time we've had three three nations from the continent of continent of Africa that have actually qualified. And, and you know what? I'm all here for it because the South Africans and the Nigerians they just bring the energy, um, in the absolute vibes, the dancing, the singing, and it's something different to what everybody else does. I mean, you see all the celebrations and all that kind of stuff, but the South Africans the way they can't get on on and off the bus. I mean, at, at one point, you see, you see them dancing and singing the bus. I mean, the Italy, Italy bus is just looking down at them. I don't know if you guys have seen this footage, but it's very bitter faces and they're just all happy and they're dancing. And it's it's something that I, I do enjoy as a sort of like smaller part of the World Cup, if that makes sense. No, you, you want that culture and, and, and the celebrations. And a fair place of Africa, like I said, they, they'd led in the yeah, previous two matches, obviously led in this one. They've been struggling to hold on to the leads. I'm very, but thank Goodness, they got the win this time around. I think it's their first ever win at a at a women's World Cup. Um, what a way to do it! What dramatic um, circumstances they go through. I think it's the Netherlands they uh, they play next. 
Um, that's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I'm taking Matt's lines now. I'm taking his uh, catchphrase annoyingly. It's, 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 it's rubbed off on me. Um, they're, 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 I'm all for African nations getting through. Um, for too long, any sort of World Cups, they've been the sort of the the, the, the free point bankers to a lot of the, the European teams. But it's it's so good to see them um, being successful getting through the group stage. I mean, we're going to talk about another one in a minute, which is massive. Um, <laughs> but yeah, South Africa, thrilled to bits of them. And it also highlights the the failings of uh, of the uh, team of our continent, um, Italy. Just after, we, we keep talking about that, a great World Cup, you know, four years ago, and they have not built on it at all. They have gone so far backwards. It's unreal. They've you know, poor Euros, poor World Cup. And there is talent there. And it's just, it's been so badly underutilised. Um, and yeah, they go home and rightly so. If there was one thing to take away for the Italians, the fact that they were a game so close, they seem to be very misplaced. Bonaseo was basically, I felt, one of the players that just stood out for so much long because she was the one trying to do things, but no one was that Ian able to help her out a little bit. It, I mean, Caruso scoring three goals in the tournament and that not being enough. You look at Girelli, another player that's had to come off the yeah, bench to make impacts. It, it just seems like the tactics didn't really work for the Italians on this occasion. And to get it so wrong, is it an embarrassment? Yes. No, it's embarrassing. I mean, Italy have, aspirate, they, Italy have aspirations to be better. I mean, they did better in 2019. And they have heritage in women's football. They were running women's you know international tournaments before the euros and the world cup became a thing and i'm sure the team expected to do better than a third place finish and and rightly so they should aspire to be better the way they played in some of these games i mean the five nil loss to, to sweden that's just you know, defensively is unforgivable and and then yeah to crash out in this manner um they would have expected to have got through the group and i think they will be if, if Italy have serious you know, aspirations to be better, they'll have to start looking in-house and looking at how they're running their women's team and, and who's running their women's team and managing women's team. And I think changes need to be done because it's, it's not good enough at the moment. And on that note, we will be back shortly. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that break. So, Group H is up. First of all, we will talk about Morocco versus Colombia. And to put it into the terms of Lottie's shirt, because it, because it is out of this world, <laughs> it was one of those games that you just, for those audience, audio listeners, she is giggling. Um, but it was one of those games that was so bizarre and had some fantastic moments and Colombia just didn't want to give up that loss did they at mm. the end of it no absolutely not they, they just kept going wave after wave after wave after wave and it, it's that's the kind of thing you want to see you're only one nil down so it's all to play for and this is why I really enjoyed watching Colombian football it's just elite ball um I've, I've actually kind of went out of my way to watch them because a very good friend of ours, Jamie, she uh, she actually suggested it. So I was like, hmm, I've got to go and check this team out. And I've literally fallen in love with their football. I'm like, I looked at, I looked at Adidas's like limited edition collection and I saw that shirt and I was like, yeah, i got to buy the shirt. So I've got the shirt. I've got Linda Casado on the back. I just, I love the way she plays football. She's 18 years old. 
and to do three World Cups in 12 months and beat ovarian cancer and play the way she is right now. Absolutely incredible human being all around. Um, she's one of the first massive intercontinental jumps to transfer over into Spain. It helps that she speaks, speaks the language. Um, she was on Emma Hayes' radar for a little while, but she let her go. I bet she's kicking herself right now. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was a really, really good game. I mean, the goal, the goal came from um, Anissa Lamaria. Apologies if I pronounced that wrong. Yeah. Um, right foot shot from very close range, bottom right corner, um, and straight into the back of um, Colombia's net. Um, and pretty much from there, it was pop and buzz. And I think the stress I was under, hoping that they wouldn't score, was going against every fibre of my mental being because if they'd have scored, a certain other team would have gone through and I wouldn't be able to have a party after this game. And it it was just... It's the magic of the World Cup. I can't explain it, but that is the best way to explain it. I mean, Adam, what did you think of this second half? I mean, it was bonkers. I mean, I mean the whole game was bonkers. I mean, Colombia were... If you play that game another nine, you know, ten times, Colombia win that game. They were dominant... They were playing the better football. They had the better chances, but they conceded a stupid penalty, literally with the last, well, I say not, not quite the last game, but it was a 40, um, 40, 45 minute. Oh, so 49th minute, yeah. So it was the, right at the end of the first half, a shove in the box, Morocco plays the deck, penalty, saves it, um, but they're able to work the rebound in. Um, and I think there was a there was a slight debate over, was it a, um, a encroachment? It wasn't, thankfully. Morocco got their goal. And all, and, it's it's a, it was a fascinating time to score because as the other game we will talk about in a minute, um, the, the, the result there had just changed and it looked like that Germany had it were in a preferable position and then the Morocco goal scores and suddenly it's flipped back all over again, um, and yeah the second and the second half I mean I was on my lunch break when this game was happening so I, I when I I was expecting. Well, firstly, I was expecting Colombia to win because they'd won their last two games and they looked very good, especially against Germany. looked great against Germany. So the fact that Morocco had scored had, had kind of hit me for six, but, but also the other result at the same time. So I'm thinking, right, okay, as Lottie's thinking, I'm thinking, right, I need, I need, I need Colombia to, to, to not score. I need Morocco to win. I need Morocco to win and I need like... To, and, and you normally, need South Korea to park that bus. Yeah, Sunday. absolutely. And Park, park literally, uh, the player um, did just that, as we'll get to later. We'll, we, but for Morocco, it's an amazing moment. Um, and I, I was, we'll get to uh, moments. My The big moment for me was at the end when they were all gathered around the centre circle. They'd done all they can do. You know, they, they'd it held Colombia out by hook or by crook. Colombia had hit the mm-hmm. post. They'd uh, the keeper made a brilliant tip over the bar. We looked like um, I think the keeper, think I think it was Kaiseido. I think she was offside anyway. Wouldn't have counted. But it, it was a superb save, and it was just. Morocco lost their opening game 6-0 to Germany. I can't... It, Do you know what? You the it, irony in it. Yes. The icing oh, on the cake for me. I know. You, you beat us 6-0, but you're not going through. How I, do you I, feel? I watched the highlights of that earlier today, and I think I watched that game back, and you think, if, if you were to take somebody who like knew nothing about the, the the whole World Cup and everything, you just stick in a room and watch that game, and you said, right, pick a team. One of those teams is going to go out of the group, and one of those... Well, one of the teams is going to go for, qualify from the group, one of them is going home. You'd never pick Morocco. Because Germany just looked Germany and Morocco just looked out of their depth. I think the best part of this was the expectation that they've owned that group. And it's this kind of story, Matt, that is what we want. This Mm. is what, as neutral fans of this group, Mm. maybe not so much me at this point. Not not quite um, neutral. (laughs) (laughs) 
we want and it's oh it's just enthralling i think it's one of the best group stage days that i've had albeit the last one mm. um f- uh, before we move on to the round of 16 it was one of the best ones i mean i think the moment for me it is throughout this whole tournament it's got to be it's got to be the um asset ashola taking a shout off it's going to be another iconic moment like chloe mm. kelly um in last year's Euros. I mean, it did the backlash on social media was pretty bad, but you know what? Who cares? If she mm. wanted to do that after scoring, good on her. It, it, it's, it's football and this is the moments we, we live for. And that, that moment is going to, in maybe even those early next year, it's going to be iconic because of the way she scored that goal. We still have another game left. It's the one we've um, all been waiting for. It's the one we've the one where, <laughs> for those audio listeners, Lottie is having a party for yeah. one right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. The best result of this whole tournament. Germany mm. have gone home. Because of that, it meant Germany went home. And I think if we don't let her talk, she is going to be very annoyed. So, of all the people to score, bear in mind... <laughs> That in the uh, within the first twenty seconds, um, oh, oh, who's on that? Where's the, oh, I, I haven't written it down, unfortunately. The youngest player of the tournament and uh, uh, um, playing up front for the first time, she came on and substitute. Came on, she nearly scored within the first opening minute. Casey Probably Fair. <laughs> Thank you. I do have it written down as well, which <laughs> is even more annoying. Third minute. I'll save your blushes, Matt. Yes, Casey Fair bursts through, tucks it past the keeper, hits the post. I think it's even tipped onto the post. Yeah, um, no and yeah. And yeah, you think you've got to take those chances when they come about, and you're not going to, you're not, you're certainly not within the next three minutes, you're not going to get another clear cut chance at the German defence. Because oh, they're well, not... hang on a minute, six minutes yeah. though. <laughs> Joseph came through, one. right foot, shot a centre of box, through to the bottom left corner. And it was just, it was a nice, really like, really nice through ball from Lee Yongju. Um, the patience from them this early in the game was absolutely brilliant. And then to absolutely grab the opportunity by the, like, the balls, the horn, the horn of the ball. Horns, horns. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, it's a co- the combination play between the midfielders and in the, the wonderful slip pass, the def- German defence. It's like, what are you doing? You look at those two centre backs and you question, like, what are you doing? With the amount of experience you do have, mm. why is this player slipping through? And I'm glad she did, don't get me wrong. But <laughs> from if you're taking my anti-German bias out of this conversation, it's you've got to ask a lot of questions because Korea haven't exactly lit up this tournament. I think, Adam, you asked last time, like, has it been a disappointment for South Korea? Not anymore. No. Absolutely this, not. This is Especially bad, after cause... sending the Germans home. Yeah. But well, again, the finish is just absolutely, it's a nice little finish. Let's put it that way. The, the finish is cool. I mean, like I said, it's a cold, ruthless finish that a, a German player would be proud of. Um yeah, I mean, I mean, up until that point, it's the wrong way. But for South Korea, I mean, they they'd lost. I think it was lost both their games and hadn't scored um, a goal. I think it was lost. They lost one 0 to Morocco, lost two 0 to Colombia. And I was actually watching um, our, our previous shows back because I was actually hosting this with one. I predicted Germany to win. I predicted Germany to win. Not uh, to, well, we all predicted Germany to top no, the group. It, yeah, but you look at that group on paper. You expect the Germans yes. to win. I expect, you expect, I expect. The, the, the 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 wealth and. And the goalkeeping, the def- the defenders and the midfield, 
experience? Got, basically, so we're basically playing Wolfsburg. Let's be mm. serious. And we yeah. know, as Arsenal fans, we know how tough Wolfsburg are. Mm. We know what Alexandra Pop is like. And we did feel that, although Jen Beatty did knock her out a bit, yeah. down a peg or two, but in the fact of the international football, we, we know what to expect. We mm. see the likes of Bayern Munich, we see the likes of Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg in the Champions League, and we know Wolfsburg are a really tough team to beat. They came second to Barcelona this year. Um, and for some reason, for me, for me, I feel like something's not really... Something didn't trigger right no. to get their tournament no. starting. Like, they look good against Morocco, but mm. then it went downhill. The it's, Colombians it's, beat them. And the Colombians rattled them. the result of the group. It was. It, well, I'll say one of the two shock results, the other being that a South Korean tide who hadn't scored a goal, hadn't won a game, scored a goal and put in an incredible defensive performance to see the game. Pop obviously got her goal eventually. And he did... Yeah. I mean, I saw, again, this is when I was half following and, and I saw South Korea lead. And again, my the Ancelotti eyebrow goes up when you see that. And then you realise that Germany still haven't scored. And then they, they pinch one just before half time. You think, OK, here we go again. And I was careful not to try and tweet anything to put, you know, to jinx it. And then, yeah, it's just the whole World Cup. I mean, you could, I said in the preview and I, I got it wrong. They said, oh, well, if, you, if they start badly in the friendlies, they'll do well in the tournament. But no, they haven't. They, they've carried that through. I mean, we go back to that earlier, um, I think it was uh, Zambia, the friendly, they lost 3-2 and we all had a bit of a chuckle over it. But they, they've not kicked on. And uh, it's, it's really, really, really strange. And I do wonder... You wonder if you go back to the Morocco, post-Morocco pod, we mm. did thought that was corrected, but clearly not. No. No, because we've, that 6-0 no. that win was meant to be the statement. And I do put that in... in Mm. Um, speech marks the statement we are here we have arrived we are we are here to compete but mm. it's kind of just gone downhill for them Matt hasn't it yeah it just goes to show that this World Cup's a marathon not a sprint and I think Germany needed a quick fix and they were like oh thank god we've got Morocco for our first game of the World Cup because it means that we've got something to build on and we don't have to deal with um, so uh, not a Colombia or South Korea at the mm. moment they would have thought Morocco would have been the weakest link going in although I would have probably said just due to the Arnold Clark performance of Korea I would have probably said Korea were the worst team in that group um, Germany have had their issues on and off the pitch let's just put this right basically injuries have filled that issues of the full backs um, so essentially they're playing four centre backs instead of proper full backs Speaking on this, um, we haven't touched on the one that usually uh, comes up with goals for Germany. Uh, We don't know whether or not this will be our last World Cup. We don't know if she'll carry on afterwards at the moment. Pop does score. Uh, It's from across. I'm I'm assuming it's Huth because I actually, watching it back, I couldn't, the commentator doesn't say who. who, um, Yeah, Yeah, it's Huth. Huth Huth cross. It's definitely Huth. It's only Huth cross. It, it's just typical pop isn't she she, yeah. she goes up and she heads it home and gets the equaliser but then again we've meant I think you've mentioned it a bit earlier that pop did, did score in the second half but she was offside and rightly so yeah this is the first time Germany haven't qualified so I don't, I don't know what's going to happen next and I think that's the big question mark do they go and sack the manager I remember talking yeah. to Andreas on this and he said, that's the, manager the only... go. that's the massive question for Germany right now. Um, I can't remember who's in charge of Germany, but does that manager go? 
especially Maris after from losing Tocklenburg, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Um, if that's it, I mean, I, I did know that. I just couldn't think of the name at the time. <laughs> um, but after losing the Euros to England, going out the group stages now, does this person deserve to be in charge of this country with all that bloody? This talent? country, crikey, that's a bit of. A, that's a... <laughs> Oh, you know what I mean? The team. Yeah, in in, in that sense. I I think that her role or position is in serious jeopardy. I think there's an element that with the Euros, apparently pre-Euros, they were a bit shaky and then they just sort of clicked in the tournament and ran it all the way to the final and very nearly won it. And I think if you if you look at the, the, the wider trend, that seems to be an isolation moment. And it seems like that was, I don't want to say fluke exactly, but they just the, the stars aligned and they got a good team through and Pop was on fire. But it looks like that this is actually the real Jeremy at the moment. And it they just, yeah, they weren't, I remember in the Arnold, we beat them easily in the Arnold Club Cup two years ago. We, we beat them in the Euros. Now they can't even get out of the group. This is so un-German to not be, even be able to get out of the group of, 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 a, of a tournament. Uh, women's football, shall we say, obviously with the men's, it's slightly different. They've it's become a bit of a habit for them, which is quite nice. Um, but their women's team, this is, a, this, is a, this is a very bad first for them, especially one that we associate with greatness. Um, and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a change. So um, yeah, that's definitely something to keep an eye on, that the fallout will be interesting. It's also worth watching um, Alexandra Pop in the interviews, trying to compute the fact that Germany have gone out and she can't. And she's just like, we, we don't know. I, I can't compute this. I, I don't understand. How has this happened? But we, we have no idea because this is, they don't do this. This is, it's going to be interesting to see the uh, the fallout. It's also a lot of, no, the fallout will be really interesting. I think there's one picture of Pops screaming her head off and how, like, literally livid. And mm. I think that's for me, sums up. I think like, a lot of people have been using it. Um, it sums up the whole team and their performance. It was frustrating, but the the South Koreans had their card card marked. They weren't going to go out uh, without a point, mm. and I, th- I think that's commendable for them, considering how the rest of their games went. Shout out to the Alex Pop selfie with the Player of the Match award. <laughs> that is a picture that should be hung in the Louvre. And there's even a picture of her taking the selfie with the with the selfie stick and just the the absolute apathy on that player's face. It couldn't have happened to a, a better striker. Um, yeah. so. <laughs> Everyone's comparing the uh, between Kai Havertz and uh, mm. Pop now because it's very much the same situation. But I did ask both of you separately about your moments of the group stages yep. so uh, top three what uh let's go adam what were your top three moments um well I'll, I'll pick one my one was the moment that never happened and that was the portugal hit in the post just just for, the post. Yeah, the post. Just, for, just that moment when it went past the keeper and i think we all held our breath and we all thought that i mean we've seen the shocks of um of, of, of brazil and germany and and um uh, and Canada but that moment you just thought hang on a minute this 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 could actually happen it's been nil nil and it wasn't but it, we, but people still talk about it it's like when they talk about um I think there was a goal that never worked that um well it wasn't like it didn't happen but Pele did a dummy like not like 1970 or something that was so good it fooled everyone the keeper and the shot went wide but it was revered because the dummy was so good and that moment there it was just if only it could have been yeah if there was one moment I could change it'd be that um, the other moment I mentioned earlier was uh, Morocco, the Moroccan team celebrating, realizing that they were through. They were through on their debut World Cup. They were through the six, two wins, two wins in a group that contained Germany, and same with Colombia. Um, definitely uh, one of the key moments for me. And also, um, it's a bit of um, uh, recency bias, but yeah, the, the Panama players 
celebrating those three goals against France. I mean, they're just um, the, the joy on their faces. They know that, yeah, hopefully they'll be back for another tournament. But for that, that those three goals, those those moments, especially the free kick, that was their World Cup, That those moments. So, yeah, that's, that's my pick. Absolutely. You pinched that one for me. I mean, the technique and the the inch for inch accuracy for me on, on that. It's not the fact the ball's gone in the net. It's the technique mm. on the whole shot itself for mm. me. Um, as I mentioned earlier, um, Asa Oshola, again, taking off her football shirt. Don't see what the problem is on social media. Um, we see it in the men's game all the time. Yet no one complains about it. So why not let it be, be some normalcy to it? Do you know what I mean? Well, I see, um, yeah. Um, and then I think the last one for me is it's got to be it's got to be the South Africans. I probably mentioned this earlier in the pod, and now I have mm. celebrating and the it- Italian team just looking out the windows mm. in absolute livid. But they're sitting there, managers joined in and singing and dancing. Oh, before I forget, also the Jamaican manager he tried to do a flip and he rolled over on the pitch at full time. I think that was brilliant. Absolutely. You know what? It's so odd that we've got so many different moments. I've got four on here that none of you have have talked about. I've got Alicia Chapman swearing at the fourth official during the Canada game. Oh, yeah, I heard that. I heard that audio. Someone's put the audio, but FIFA have removed it already. That person (laughs) got stitched up for copyright. Uh, For those that don't know... uh, Clara Bull made a nice little crochet of a koala, named it uh, Waru. They were carrying it around with them, and unfortunately, it didn't have, have that effect that they were quite hoping for. <laughs> um, Ali Riley, in that interview after the Auckland shooting, showing yeah. the nails and the support for the LGBT plus community. During the win against Norway, after the you know what? Uh, so game, much, so much has gone on. I forgot about that moment. I forgot I about the nails. I yeah. love that. I absolutely mm. love that. It's a case of you can stop me wearing my armband, but you can't stop me from painting my nails. I, I was going to say that the fact that New Zealand won their first ever, men or women, won the first ever World Cup game, that moment, but the, the moment is that. After, it's not just the win, it's that moment with the nails. Absolutely. 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 I mean, first goals, first points. I think mm. for all, all, everyone who's got that, all absolute massive history-making moments. That's for sure. Especially the one, the three African teams that have qualified. The history is is going to continue, continue, and continue to build now. The other moment that I'm just going to add out there, if anyone else has any, any more, uh, New Harley Abanzing becoming the first ever World Cup appearance as an Islamic player to wear the headscarf. I'm not going to walk. I'm refusing to say the right name because I'll say it incorrectly and I'll get extorted for it. So thank you for <laughs> correcting me. No, 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 no. It's fine. It, it happens. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's just the case it happens. I mean, you guys kind of get words out for me when I when my starter kicks in. Although it's not always there, it does kick in, and you guys always seem to know what I'm trying to say, which is fantastic. So honestly, don't panic about it. Have <laughs> uh, you? Uh, yeah, any other moments for anyone? Um, I mean, there's just some superb goals. I mean, shout out for uh, Thunderdonk's um, swim cap, uh, which became a bit of a meme and became uh, did the rounds on the on the on the old pictures and the um, shirts. on the shirts. Yeah, that that did the round. Um, I mean, yeah, they say brilliant goals. I mean, yeah, Lauren James. Actually, actually, I'm thinking um, heartbreaking moments. Some of the sadder moments of a tournament. 
And for me, was the moment when we saw um, Kira Walsh go down. I mean, that that will be that was with us until you know we find out the full news. But that was a real sort of uh, <laughs> moment. Um, I'll be you know, wishing her all the best um, in, in her recovery. Um, I think I'm going to add a bit of a random one in terms mm. of England. Serena's changed her formation and who she plays where. <laughs> that is that is one of the happier moments, and I'm more confident in this team. The fact that Serena's made that massive change the way she did, mm. um, I like it. I think it's one of the better moments because we kind of know how Serena sets up. We know who's who to expect where. So I think that is one of the as England fans, that is more probably one of our better moments. Apart from the goals from Lauren James. Sorry. Yeah. But. No, well, yeah. Speaking of goals, I should say, because it was an amazing goal, but the Republic of Ireland's first ever goal at a Women's World Cup, um, the McCabe Olympico. Superb um, subject, super technique, superb goal. Um, but I also want to shout out to um, Christian Sinclair, just his, robbed. She made so much history, but there was one big moment that she had and it was in her grasp and it slipped through her fingers from the penalty spot and never got the chance again and neither did Marta and I think this will be a World Cup not just remembered for um, these um, uh, teams, but these underdogs rising up but this is going to be a farewell to a lot of major players who have been the foundation stone of women's football for so many years and this is their almost their, their, their parting call and football isn't always a fairy tale Leo Messi got his big moment in the Qatar World Cup but a lot of these players aren't getting their fairy tale endings you know Marta didn't, didn't win the World Cup Christine Gale isn't going to win the World Cup Megan Rapino obviously hasn't won it before but will she win it this time around based on the USA at the moment you'd think maybe not there's Possibly a lot of not not with the route they've got yeah but we'll get onto that in the next pod absolutely mm-hmm.